Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 177 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian and Angelo. Double Density is your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, you have a burning desire in your heart to talk about this. I am uh, nonchalantly approaching the subject matter of the, the topic du jour, which is, of course, we're recording on a Monday night, partially uh, because I was out of town, but also partially because we had an Apple event uh, today, uh, Unearth Unleashed. What was it called? Unleashed. Unleashed. Because they're unleashing the uh, the... Apple Silicon M1 chips to be something uh, even better. Then what right now? Explain this to me. Like, who needs that when they're running Firefox or Chrome and trying to play uh, or send pictures on, on Facebook, right? Those people, these unleashed computers are not for them. Can I ask you a question then, like, before we get into this? Like, how much of the Apple user base do you think actually gets a lot out of their Apple computer um, in terms of, like, processing power? Well, so the majority of people who use Apple computers, so Max, let's <laughs> Apple. We're talking like it's like 1995. Do you use an Apple computer or an IBM uh, compatible <laughs> or Tandy? Show me your Pentium. Show me your Pentium. Yeah, most people like have a MacBook Air and they use it for the regular stuff like emailing and going on the internet and maybe watching a Netflix. Then there's people like us that are like more prosumer. I'd say like we're not professionals really in terms of like what we do with professional apps. So like, you kind of are actually, but not me. Uh, I do this all as hobbies and stuff like that, but we use stuff like Final Cut and uh, Logic Pro and stuff like that. So those use more processing power. And I think though the M1 MacBook Airs have been handling that stuff really well. So now there's these new MacBook Pros that'll handle it even better, I guess. Right, but I'm I'm trying to talk about like numbers statistically speaking, uh, knowing oh, I don't know what these we know. things. Because yeah. uh, to me, like it seems like a large uh, uh, amount of people under a certain age are using their uh, MacBooks, kind of like Chromebooks. I mean, you're you're not wrong, and they'd probably be better served than an iPad. Yeah, or a Chromebook. It, yes, if they want, uh, if they, you know, if they they can revel in the mediocrity of a Chromebook, that's fine. <laughs> well, what, I, what I'm saying is the majority of their stuff, a majority of their stuff is done in browser, right? Like with the advent of like Google Docs, right? Like we we uh, we use a professional version of Google Docs at work, for example, right? A lot of what can be done can be done within the confines of a browser now. Um, some of the stuff that you talked about, you know, prosumer stuff, recording audio, recording video, editing, things like that, definitely not um, a large swath of the the general public or the, the Mac user public, right? So there's a cachet to using a Mac that would be best be served I guess, like with a Chromebook, right? But there's not that cool cultural relevance of of using an Apple product. That is true. Although I think, I, I you know what? I can't speak as somebody who knows what he's talking about when it comes to Chromebooks. I've never used one. So I, I my only point of reference is a Mac, really, versus a PC that I've used at work, which I haven't done. I haven't really used a PC now since March of 2020. Why? Why would that be? <laughs> Uh, actually no that's i'm i'm lying i went to work once to meet a few people in person and i had to use a pc so you're telling fibs here on 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 the podcast yes uh, sorry i've used a pc once (laughs) since 2020 Uh, anyways these are just thoughts i've had this afternoon when i was trying to uh very um slowly read the news they're good thoughts brian as I came back into town and Angelo, I want you to treat me like a dummy right now. I want you to walk me through unleashed, uh, in terms of like all the high level stuff. And then I'm going to mention the one thing that I saw that I'm very angry about. You're angry. Okay. Yes. Well, first of all, it's, it's a Monday Apple event. Those are really rare. 
the keynote from WWDC is on a Monday, but we're not counting that. We're counting like other Apple events, right? Like when they had one in March yeah. or October or September. Those those are usually on a Tuesday. Do you know why it's on a, on a Monday? I do not. Google beat them to the Tuesday. Google's Pixel event is tomorrow. Oh, okay. I see. And then there's a Samsung event on the Wednesday. Is, is it a foldable phone event? I don't know what Samsung does. <laughs> it might be a dishwasher. Who knows? <laughs> Samsung has so much stuff. They do so many different things. So the first thing Apple wanted to talk about was music. And I said, oh, they're going to just talk about the new AirPods. And no, they surprised me. They actually have a new music plan. They trotted out Zane Lowe, who's um, of... Um, BBC One. Know, BBC Radio. Yeah, BBC Radio fame. And now he's uh, on the Apple Music radio stations, which I very rarely listen to. You use Spotify and not Apple Music, right? Yeah, but back in the day, you used to be able to listen to um, Apple radio shows without a, an Apple Music subscription. I'm talking like 2016. So I remember listening to some I Zane I think Lowe. you still can. Oh, can you? Yeah, because there's some stuff that like premieres um, during a lot of these like radio shows that I, on, on Apple Music, one that I've been able to catch um, in the past without an Apple subscription. It's, it's a little bit changed now because like, for example, like um, some of the Kanye stuff um, from August... I think it's August. God, this feels like such a, a weird haze of time. But like when he was doing his like live uh, performances, his Donda performances, that was an Apple Music thing. But you needed a subscription for that. Where formerly you may not have needed. So Zane Lowe hosts these shows, and I I have rarely listened to them. But what's nice is they do have the the back catalog there, so you can go and listen. And there's some video stuff too. I've listened to, I listen to a few people I like on there, and it's it's interesting interviews. He's good. He's really good, actually. I like his. He has a good radio voice. I wonder why. I think it's a job, Brian, just like you. <laughs> no, my job is to use words to compel you to buy things. Oh, okay. He introduced the fact that Apple has Apple Music has new playlists that are specific to mood, so it'll be easier to ask Siri for certain things, which is, Siri's actually really good at that. With uh, The HomePods are really good for Apple Music with requesting types of music. So if I say, uh, hey, so-and-so, play something I like, it'll be really good and figure out music that I listen to often and play stuff like that. Or play something like, you know, play something like Phoebe Bridgers and it'll play some depressing rock music that I like. (laughs) So you get to know, uh, so is this like an intuitive thing? Like does um, uh, a Siri get to know you a little bit better every single time you make some kind of proposal request or is it just like standard playlisting settings? When I ask for play me something I like, it is using what I've, played in the past to have an idea of what I want to listen to. And it usually gets it right. But sometimes because I have like an eclectic listening uh, taste, is that the right thing to say? Like sometimes I listen to movie scores, I'll listen to a lot of classical, I'll listen to jazz and I'll listen to rock music and stuff. You know, sometimes it'll play like something by Metallica followed by the Beatles, followed by an Alison Silvestri song from like Back to the Future uh, and then like a, a Miles Davis song, which is sort of weird. But not really like that, that is more. that is typical white guy in his 40s moves uh, i guess but i mean sometimes it does decide oh i think it's like two o'clock in the afternoon and this is what he wants to listen to and it's usually right it's impressive but now what zane Lowe mentioned today was they'll be going by moods so you'll say hey siri oh well, now it's gonna get upset hey siri stop forget it <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> it got all excited it lit up uh you'll say hey so and so uh, play some music, uh, I'm sad, or whatever, right? Like, and it'll play some depressing music, or, uh, hey, uh, play some music for bedtime. It'll play something like that. It'll play some some hot R&B jams, is what you're telling me? They're going to want to have you ask for types of songs, 
mood you're in. And because of this, they've introduced a new plan, a $4.99 like, cheapy plan for Apple Music, where it's like the voice plan. So you can't go on an individual device and play music from there, but you can ask Siri for music. So see, if you buy a HomePod and you don't have an Apple Music su- subscription, you can pay $5 a month and get a subscription just for your HomePod, is the way I understood it from the way they announced it. What do you think of this? Because right now I'm sitting here trying to figure out whether or not it's it's actually worthwhile. I don't like. I don't know if because chances I, are, if you're people, already bought into the Apple yes, ecosphere, exactly. then like it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I I don't. I was thinking about this. That that was my exact question. I'm sure they had tons of market research to say, okay, a five dollar tier for these people might actually work. But the thing is, you're right. If people have have gone to the extent of buying like a niche product like a HomePod. HomePod Mini, I guess, is less so niche, but still, will well, they... Or any sort of, like, Apple-branded piece of, like, speed, yeah. high-end speaker, right? Because most people are happy with, like, the free Google Home Mini that they got when they bought a smoke detector like I got. <laughs> right? I, had, yeah. I, have, I, have four, I have four Google Home Minis. I have two plugged in my house, but, like, two that aren't plugged in right now. But I never paid for any of those because Google was just giving them away with stuff. I don't know. I, I think it's a weird plan. Well, I'll have to read more about it. It's still kind of fresh. Uh, but speaking of HomePod Minis being uh, more and more added to homes, they've added three new colors, a orange, yellow, and blue. Great. And, and my son got very excited at the prospect of an orange HomePod because he loves the color orange. So that's a good, like potential good news for you in terms of making useless purchases down the line. I well, I mean, there's we don't really, I don't really want a HomePod in their room right now, in the kids' rooms, right? So I don't, I don't see myself buying them a HomePod, and I don't really need any more because there's one on every floor of the house at this point. Uh, there's three on the main floor. So uh, moving on, makes in, it sound like I live in a giant house. It's I true. Really it's, not, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's like it's just a, a normal sized home. But moving on from that, uh, the one of the two things I noticed is they have a new gen of AirPods coming out. So AirPods uh, 3 are uh, due to hit the market imminently? On my birthday, actually. You can order them today, and uh, they come out on my birthday. <laughs> um, what are but the, I don't need any. What are the improvements? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, patreon.com slash double density podcast. Well, they look more like Angel, the... Angel, yell out the email address you use for PayPal. No, thank you. It's a, it's a brian.hasty69 at gmail. Yes. Yeah, you've been, that I would you've been catfishing that. me the entire time with myself. Thank yeah, you. I'm the guy from Australia, yeah. Brian. <laughs> yeah, but so, you, so there's, a, there's a third gen uh, AirPod out there, or yes. a pair of AirPods and, that you can get. And they look very much like the AirPods Pro you and I both have. Perfect. And love, right? I have no issues with mine. Well, that's not true. I, there are some sinking issues sometimes I've noticed because um, I have multiple devices attached to them. Yes. Yeah, same here. Like sometimes I'll put them on. I have my iPod on, and they decide to not work with the iPad, and I have to kind of choose them. Um, I feel like I have the most issues when I'm near my Mac. So let's say I'm like doing some, like you know, let's say I'm cleaning up my office and stuff. I'm vacuuming. I have the the AirPods on, and I my Mac gets turned on. It it automatically like, hey, you're near this iMac. What AirPods do you want to use them? Like, no, I'm listening to a podcast on my phone. Please do not change right now. Yeah, my hack has been being able to play, um, like, I'll play something, and then, like, the the iPod, like, the AirPod will automatically go to that as a first resort. Yeah. 
So these new AirPods 3, uh, the case is very similar to the AirPods Pro case, although I think there's a mag- there's like magnetic stuff on the back, so it'll you're able to MagSafe charge them. Yes, that is a uh, brand new thing that they're bringing back. Yeah, I well, love saying well, I love had, saying well, brand new in terms of AirPods, but MagSafe has been back and forth for a while. Yeah, now and and we'll we'll get to the big story later. Um, well, there's but, two big stories, but continue. Yeah. yeah. So these these AirPods are essentially AirPods Pro without the active noise cancellation or the foam tips or plastic tips, whatever you like that seal them to your ears because you don't need that. They, they they fit more like regular AirPods, but they have new uh, speakers in them and stuff right. that uh, are apparently quite good. Right. So you can hear us whisper even better when we do our ASMR episodes. Yeah, we haven't done one in a while, but we'll need to. No, exactly. Um, you mentioned the first marquee thing, I guess. Uh, cats out of the bag if you've been on Twitter.com in the last like any you know, 24, 48 hours. It's, of course, new Macs, new MacBooks, new lines of things with new chips that we talked about at the, at the top of the show. Yeah, everyone is excited about the M1X they were going to announce, and they, uh, they fooled us again, just like they did with the, uh, the Apple Watch, where uh, all the leakers had the name wrong. Nobody kind of, I, I don't see anybody had called this being the M1 Pro and the M1 Max. Apple loves this whole new thing where they have, like, name blank. Yeah. Name Pro. Yeah, and then name, name Max. Max. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, they have that. I, well, actually, I think that's only with the airpods right now but i oh no the iphone says well, i was about right? to say the, there are phones yeah. that have been named that for a long time well the iphone has a, the pro max in it like it, it uses right. both but so do the airpods max really count though because of the fact that they are headphones and not wireless um sort of like a earbuds, earbuds right like I, I i don't know the nomenclature issue you know uh, as a pedantic fellow that is how i feel right yeah. now. yeah the AirPods Max are a more niche product although we both know somebody who owns a pair and loves them so. it's true it's true i'm still good with my sony's yeah, the Sony's are nice too. I mean, yeah. So this, metal. The, so these these new chips, right? Like, and then this is the whole reason we talked about it at the top of the episode is like, how much of this processing capability do people actually need to play Farmville or you know Candy Crush back in the day or any number of like games that would have uh, <laughs> done well on the Flash platform? Yeah, uh, completely useless to those people. Did you uh, ever very, visit? Uh, before I forget, did you ever visit the Shockwave? You know what I'm talking about here? All those yeah, classic flash games from back yeah. then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That was like the coolest thing to do on the internet at that point yeah. because there was like nothing else. And it also they also played very easily on very low processing power, which makes you think like, what is the shockwave of 2021? Who knows? Uh, double underscore density on Twitter. Who is phone? Who is phone? That's a great question. Yes, but yeah. so these chips. Call it, that, that is a callback to like episode seven. Yeah, of <laughs> one of our earliest ones, yeah. Well, so there's two chips, right? Like, I, we're not going to go into the details of, like, how, how, how does chip work, right? It's like, <laughs> how do magnets work? I don't know. They just um, do. They do. They, the chips work with magnets. Um, so they had, uh, you know, they brought out the big guns to talk about these. There's uh, John Turnus. Uh, is it John Turnus? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, Johnny Saruji. Like, these are the big people that handle these chips like john suruji is the the master mind behind like they bought his company to bring in and make these chips at apple and this is like the culmination they've been wanting to do this for years craig came out to talk about the the actual macbooks as well what did you think did you watch any of this i did not know as i mentioned earlier i was you were driving i've been out of yeah i was out in the country um hanging out uh, we rented an airbnb with uh, uh chickens and uh turkeys nearby and uh, a, okay a domesticated pig in an enclosure in a large enclosure, I should say. So I, as I watched this, all I could think was, wow, they're just showing off at this point. Because they were showing these graphs 
and stuff. They were like very Bezos graphs, right? Like where there's like, you're not really sure what, what end is up and what end is down, but they were comparing it to other competitors. And uh, like everything looked woefully sad compared to these chips. Like even the fastest processors and graphics chips out there can't even come close to these. So they 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 spent a good like five, 10 minutes just talking about how good these chips are before they even showed the MacBooks. And then uh, there's an asterisk to that, right? Of course, which is the the something we talk about a lot here is price, right? Yeah, they get expensive, obviously. And these are not useful if, like we said before, if you're just emailing and surfing the net to check your paycheck and do some banking and go on Skype. Like, this is not useful. The M1 chip that comes in MacBook Airs that are significantly less expensive will do that very well. Yeah, it's about the same. And that, once again, you need to consider what you are using this for, right? Because I've seen certain people complain online about the fact that like this is um, USD, like I think it's sixteen ninety nine, right? For the the Pro, I think. I'd have to look it up. It starts at nineteen ninety nine. Okay, it starts at nineteen. Okay. So I'm just that's all I'm saying is right there. Uh, you know, that is a that is quite the barrier if you're interested in doing um a little bit more than uh, uh I don't know how to describe it, like everyday, I guess like everyday activities. Like yeah, non, it's, it's non-creative not, everyday activities that aren't um, processor intensive. It's completely overkill for that. And the thing is, is that the M1 chips found in the MacBook Air and the Mac Mini and the 13-inch MacBook Pro are so good anyway that pros have been using them over their Intel Macs to this day. And now all those pros are going to shift over to these professional Macs. Because if you're compiling software or you know rendering video and stuff this will make a huge difference for yeah. you. Like, and already the fact that they were so fast, this is going to be mind-blowing too. Yeah. To like I'm rocking I'm rocking an Intel right now and I, I'm kind of mad. I'm also very mad about my other great revelation of the day. They're bringing ports yes. back, Angelo. They're bringing, thank you, Apple Masters, for bringing the things that you stole from us back. <sighs> Which, so I, so I have, I, I'm used to using an iMac, right? So I don't really connect it to external monitors or anything like that. Um, I do have an SD card reader, which I used uh, just this past week to redo my RetroPie because the SD card just totally got corrupted. But I've used an SD card reader on this computer, I think, like six times in the six years I've had it. So that's an average of once per year, Brian. Yes, but I'm more angry about the fact that like there's now they're bringing back the built-in HDMI, which I think is like the most important port to have apart from USB one. Yeah, because you don't, do you care about USB at this point? Because USB C is ubiquitous enough that you don't really worry about it. Well, I do and I don't, right? Because, uh, for example, my 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 mixer is a is an old school USB, right? So I have to plug that in. That's true. Because I had to pay eighty dollars for this dongle, Angelo, just so I can use a second monitor. Like, and it's so funny to to read the bootlickers who are thanking Apple for doing this, and it's like, no, they took them away three years ago at this point, four years ago, right? So twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, a while, and uh, now they're back. So thank you for listening to the public. I guess I don't know. It's just I thought it was stupid when they did it. Well, speaking of things that have come and gone, the touch bar is gone now. Yes, which I am super, super thankful here. That was a real flop. Like, and I, you know what? They even acknowledged it. Like they said, the touch bar is gone, replaced by a full row of F keys. There is a no. So I have uh, in I have an error uh, that I use for work, and I find myself using the Air's F keys a lot more than I ever used my touch bar for. Like, it's cool, it changes, it's dynamic, but it serves no actual practical purpose, I've realized. Even, like, in applications... Well, the first thing, uh, too, is that I have it on a stand because I also have, like, a keyboard here. So, like, it's it's entirely useless to me. Um, and then, secondly, like, yeah, I even if I was using just my laptop, there's no 
practical way in which it makes sense for me. Because like, for example, like the F keys are very easy to use in terms of volume control. And now whenever I have to use my laptop by itself, the, the, by like a regular MacBook pro, it's entirely infuriating and frustrating to turn anything up and down very quickly. I forget that you had a the you have a touch bar Mac. Yes, I keep forgetting yeah. that. I got I got screwed, Angelo. No ports and a touch bar. That's sad, Brian. Well, I also needed to buy. We we, we talked about this last year, but I my twenty twelve. It was time for oh it yeah to, you yeah it was time for it to you go. couldn't wait. Unfortunately, you you waited as long as you could. Yes, yeah. Like that's my that like that's my concern right now. My my iMac is six years old. It's working fine. The only reason I would need to replace it would be if it broke. And my concern is that it better not break before they replace the 27-inch iMac. Because, <laughs> like, the 24-inch iMac is fine, but I I can't see myself going down to a smaller screen. No, uh, right? Like, yeah. I, I, or else you buy a second monitor or something, right? Yeah, and then it's not Retina because if you want to get a good Retina, like, I, does I'm it really so used... matter for what you do? Are you I, correcting I pixels? Love... But are you correcting pixels? No, I'm not. I know, but I'm looking at documents all day long, right? So, like, it, uh, yeah. it really is nice to see them very clearly. <laughs> I right? feel like so, you're justifying this instead of actually listening to what I'm trying I, to tell you. I know it's just whatever. I, I I'd be fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm fine. I'm hoping this computer doesn't break. Knock on wood. Let, I'm going to sacrifice a goat later. Hopefully, it doesn't break. That's but why I you guess, went to Costco to get the goat. Yeah. Uh, of course, yes. of course. So anyway, look, if this does break, I guess I'll, I'll get a, a $3,500 16-inch uh, <laughs> MacBook Pro. For the, for the, uh, the, would only use like what, like 50% of the processing capabilities? Like before taxes, that's more expensive than I paid this, like $1,000 more than yeah. I paid this 27-inch iMac, which I felt was like, wow, I spent a lot on this computer and I'm glad I saved up eight years to buy this yeah. thing. It's an ever-expanding, ever uh, more expensive, and we, we've talked about this in the past, and I'm wondering at what point is the line drawn for Apple products, and at what point are people just going to get fed up? Well, I mean, you look back, and uh, the original Mac in 1984 was $2,600. Right, but I'm talking about like, and that eight, was in 1984. But I'm talking like generationally. Yeah, any th- that was the nice thing about Apple is that a lot of times they would keep the same price generation to generation, and they've been slowly creeping them up. now. Yeah, like I remember my 2012, I think it was like 1100 bucks, and like it was a, it was like a pretty standard one at the time with the larger hard drive. Yeah, I think I vaguely remember you bought when you bought that thing. Yes, I was at Concordia, and we had discussed it. Yeah, we went we went together. You just outed where I work. Although it's yeah, I was say, hard Angelo to find Fiorentino out. Montreal look- will definitely not show where you work. Here, I'm going to type this in, Angelo Fiorentino. So your fir- the first thing is your Twitter account. Oh. <laughs> uh, could you please go ahead and Google this? So Google Angelo Fiorentino Montreal and then do this right now and then take a look at the images down there. Yeah, there's a picture of me. I know. No, my no, 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 no. But the, shirt, the right? third one is the fake tweet I made about how you got mad at Apple. No, <laughs> I, I'm no, it might. I'm, I'm going in a private browser, like I'm doing private. Okay. Oh no, it is. You're right. That's hilarious. That's pretty funny. Everyone. Um, uh, yeah, uh, there are some really good <laughs> fake tweet generators out there. And that is hilarious to me. That, is, and I love how everything else here is just, is just like Apple related and like in the top hits. It's so funny to me. Oh, let's talk about the other super important thing that you want to talk about is the, uh, you know, uh, the, what is it? The cleaning um uh, uh, sh- uh what is it like the the sh- phone or whatever oh yeah the apple uh polishing rag yeah, yeah <laughs> the 20 dollar polishing rag i just thought it was funny because there's a compatibility list when you when you go click on it and there are several things that are not compatible with it like older <laughs> iphones <laughs> who cares 
Yeah. Also, who would spend really 20 weird. bucks on that? Honestly, like what, what microfiber makes it better than like anything else? I, I use the, the pack of five microfiber things I got from uh, Amazon. Well, there you go. There you go. Angelo, we said we would keep this short. It's hilarious. In talking this afternoon, it's like, oh, you know, um, and already we're 25 minutes in uh, into uh, discussing just the tech side of things. So I feel in the interest of brevity, we should move on to the paranormal side of things. What do you say? Sounds good. Perfect. See you there. Hello? I'm a computer. I'm a computer guy. Everything made out of buttons and wires. Double density. Welcome back, and as always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So this week, because, you know, we're coming out a week and a half, or no, about two weeks um, before um, one of my favorite holidays of the year, which is Halloween, of course. Uh, you know, it's holidays um, like that that really keep me going. You know, it's either Halloween or Arbor Day, you know, National Friendship Day, uh, top three uh, right there. There's there's all kinds of days now. Labor Day is good. Labor Day is good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you should say so as a uh, a member of a union, right? You love Labor yeah. Day. You recognize Saint-Jean. Saint-Jean, we only celebrate that here. June 24th uh, in Quebec. It's a yeah. national holiday, even though Quebec is a province, not a country. But that's an entirely different discussion to have because we are a nation it, within a nation, Brian. <laughs> unique let's, status. Let's switch over to politics. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, let's talk about Halloween. We talk about um, some spooky stuff to to watch and consume. Angela, you've made a list here. I've made a list here. Um, I will let you start. Well, so I am the non cinephile in the uh, in the duo here. So, like my mine are more like. Uh, mainstream picks, I guess, would uh, I would say, but uh, and these are only things I've recently watched. And I started, so I, I started watching all the Mike Flanagan stuff from Netflix. He does the haunting uh, shows. There was the haunting of Bly Manor. Actually, no, the haunting of Hill House was first, then Bly Manor, yeah, Bly Manor and now he, and now he came out with Midnight Mass. What's kind of fun with his shows are he keeps the same actors. It's sort of like American Horror Story. I'm really enjoying Midnight Mass. I'm three episodes in. Have you watched it, Brian? No, I have not yet. Okay. So I, I, there's no spoilers here. I was actually um, emailing uh, back and forth with uh, Ian earlier, our uh, guest on our previous episode, and uh, we were chatting about uh, the first three episodes. He's watched the whole series. Okay. And I, was, I, had, I had some thoughts. And um, really, really good. I think it's my favorite of the three so far. I feel it's a little more fast-paced than the other two. The other two were like more slow burns. Great though, like not, I would never call them boring. Like, you know what I mean by a slow burn? It, there's some stuff that builds up really good, really scary, really spooky. Uh, Midnight Mass is a little more uh, intense, let's say. And um, I kept trying to figure out where one of the main actors was from and I had to look it up and uh, he's the quarterback from Friday Night Lights. Oh, there you go. Um, so you glossed over a very important fact. Uh, Ian Rogers was on our last episode. We talked about the Bothnian Prophecies. His birthday was uh, yesterday, I think, right? Sunday. So happy birthday to Ian if wasn't you're listening. Wasn't it his, uh, wasn't it his uh, anniversary, wedding anniversary? No, or? it was the, no. So his wedding anniversary was earlier in the week. I think it was like the 14th and then his, his birthday was definitely the 17th. Oh, well, happy birthday, Ian. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pleasure to have him on. As always, if you haven't listened to that, go check out episode 176. I really highly enjoy talking to Ian every time he's on. So, you know, as a yeah. member of the 3P club. Um, so, and, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm going to add, add something else to the list. It's not a watching thing. It's, uh, it's a plug for Ian's book, Shards, which I just read. And uh, really, really, really good. I think it's, a, it's either 99 cents or $1.99, wherever you buy yeah, it's, books. It's, it's definitely short, worth it. Yeah, it's 100 pages, I think, right? Yeah, excellent. Like, very... Um, Somebody described it as a cabin in the woods thing that's not really a cabin in the woods. Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, I read it 
when it came out, like he was tweeting about it. And I was like, you know what? I need to go grab yeah. this right now. And I did. And I'm very, very thankful uh, for that. So we may include that in the show notes uh, if we don't forget to do so. So Angela, you uh, watched a TV show. Now you want to talk about a podcast. It is another TV show, but I didn't realize it was also a podcast. It's one of these fictional podcasts where it's like a, a radio play almost. And they picked it up and made it a show called Limetown. Uh, there's only one season. The episodes are really short. They're like 30 minutes usually. So there's even a 20-minute episode. And what is this? I had no idea. I'd never heard of it. And the reason I never heard of it was on a Facebook network. Did, I, did you even know Facebook had a network? I knew that they had a network. I didn't know any of its original programming. Yeah, well, this is really good. And Jessica Biel's in it along with Stanley Tucci. So there's some good acting. Really weird. And I don't know if you, if anybody's listened to the podcast. I haven't. I may go listen to it, but I guess I kind of know like the whole story at this point. Um, pretty good. It's ten episodes. Go watch it. Pretty creepy. Not. I don't know if it's like super spooky. But what's that, what is it about though? You keep you don't you don't explain what these shows are about. I'd I'd rather you watch the show, and I I feel it's best when I when you go in like fresh. Watch it. Don't know anything about it. I guess Limetown. You can kind of know it's it's basically a town where 300 people disappeared. Perfect. There we go. Okay, and Midnight Mass, a priest uh, is replaced by another priest, and weird stuff happens. Perfect. So that's two for two. Uh, you, you then want to talk about a movie that you and I both saw. I saw this a couple of months ago when it first came out, but I love, love, love the mean actor. Yes, Sam Richardson of um, Veep fame. Veep fame, uh, Detroiters. Yes, I still haven't started that. He was also... In uh, Ted Lasso, a small role in Ted Lasso, where he's really good in that. There's, I don't want to spoil anything about Ted Lasso, but th- there's like a little turn that he does in that, and uh, it was perfect. I watched two episodes of the first season, Angelo. I do not care, my friend. Wow. Yeah, I'm going against the You are here. broken inside. Am I, or am I just fed up with a uh, the way in which these kinds of uh, sympathetic and uh, wholesome feelings are fed to me, questioning the narrative of everything within? You should watch it and pretend it's a horror movie. Uh, Twitter.com slash double underscore density. Let us know your hot takes on Ted Lasso. Is Roast Angela. Brian yeah, for not please, liking Ted please. Lasso. I would love please. to hear. I would love to hear. Uh, but yeah, Werewolves Within, Sam Richardson, right? He uh, becomes a forest ranger in a remote town and uh, things aren't what they seem. And apparently it was a, a video game because also at the beginning, there's like a Ubisoft logo. So a uh, video game I I think I may have heard of. Is it like a point and click? I think it's adventure? a point and click from like 15, uh, 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. Really unexpected stuff happens. Very funny. Very good. A little bit gory. Not for the children. A little bit for the children. Uh, probably not. Not like our next movie, though. I watched Jordan Peele's Us. Well, how would you describe that, Angelo? Go ahead. I would love to hear your social critiques on this one. Creepy doppelgangers like show up. Correct. I just didn't realize the scope of the, the, the premise. That was one thing going in I didn't know anything about where... Do we want to spoil it? I don't really, I guess I shouldn't, I don't want to spoil it, but it's really creepy. Just like watch the trailer, I guess. Yeah. With the, uh, with the uh, Looney's I got five on it, uh, us remix, which I love. I don't know what that is. It's a very famous song of the nineties, Angelo, that is played during the trailer. Okay. okay. I, I didn't watch it. I actually didn't watch the trailer. Oh, it's so. in the movie too. I think at one point. Okay. Also has Tim Heidecker, right? Which is your favorite actor on earth. Uh, coincidentally on cinema at the cinema, uh, season 12 is currently happening over on the Heidecker high network, which is like a, he started his own, um, Patreon style subscription service for all things, uh, Decker verse and on cinema verse. Well, speaking of him, I started watching a show on Disney plus more family oriented called just beyond. 
It's um, it's kind of like a Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of the Dark thing. Where it's, it's an all, anthology, right? Like every yeah. week is something different. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, there was an episode where like there's alien parents and stuff, and Tim Heidecker's one of the parents. <laughs> I could totally see that. And in that same episode, Henry Thomas plays the weird guy at the at the magic shop <laughs> that talks about aliens. So, and Henry Thomas is in uh, all the Flanagan stuff. Well, there and you go. And of course, better known also as Elliot from ET. It's true. That is a very good point. I told my kids that I'm like, that's Elliot as a man. And they were impressed. They just left. They left. They got up and left. No, they thought it was cool. Yeah, Us is us is by far the goriest thing on your list because the next thing that you have is a movie that I enjoyed when it came out and it has um, one of my favorite community actors, uh, uh, Adam Devine. Yeah, Final Girls, very lighthearted. Not re- I wouldn't call it a horror movie. It's people get stuck in a horror movie. Have you ever seen Tucker and Dave versus Evil? Have we talked about this? Yes, I've watched that. Really okay, fun. Perfect. I think we brought this up in the show, but I can never remember because my brain is actually very smooth and filled with jelly. Are you a doppelganger? <laughs> no, sadly. I'm just a very tired man. But The Final Girls, uh, really good. Uh, for a while, I couldn't figure out why is it called The Final Girls, and then they explain it in the movie. You didn't understand that trope? I No, I guess I'd never... I you never saw Scream? In the past. Yeah, I think, I think it's just it left my brain. Speaking of Scream, did you see the trailer? I did. Scream 5, uh, early 2022. Uh, Corny Cox, very, very, very um, surgically enhanced. Yeah, well, I saw the Friends reunion, so I knew that already. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, very excited about that. And I also watched, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, David Arquette versus the world. Yes. The, the documentary about him it was, was very odd. Yes. He's an odd man. He is. Very sincere, though. But Dewey's back. Yeah, Dewey's back in the fifth one. I think he might die. I thought he died in the previous one, but in I the guess fourth not. one, no. Uh, but I'm very curious. He may have survived. Okay. So, yeah, anyway, so these are the these are the things I've been watching. I'm going to, after our podcast is done recording, I will be going to continue watching Midnight Mass. So, Angela, I have a couple of things to share with you. Firstly, we've talked about VHS, the the trilogy, right? So now there is a fourth entry in the series, VHS 94, which is actually available exclusively right now on Shutter. You can't find it anywhere else legally. Um, a lot better than the third entry. Very, very enjoyable. Uh, some of the stories more than others. I'm kind of curious to hear what uh, people think about it. But um, uh, I would say like it goes 2-1-94 and then viral all the way in the back. I've only seen one and two. Okay. Uh, the third one, yeah. I mean, watch it if you want. It doesn't really matter. But the fourth one definitely uh, is worth a watch if you have Shudder. If not, you can wait. It'll probably show up on other streaming services sooner or later. Is Shudder worth it now that we're talking about scary movies? I believe it to be. My list is like 70 movies long on there. Holy moly. Yeah. So I got to get through this. There's a bunch of documentaries I really enjoy. And I think we talked about this with Ian too, um, In Search of Darkness. And uh, the uh, Friday the 13th, eight hour uh, documentary. Um, there's a ton of stuff on there. There's some Giallo. There's a little bit of everything. Uh, something that's not expensive, right? No, I think I paid like 50 bucks for the year. I can't remember. I got a deal. Um, something that is not on Shutter that I'd love to talk about is a 1987 movie called Zombie Nightmare, Angelo. Uh, two interesting things about this. One, it stars Adam West as a mustachioed man who just doesn't care. And I actually, um, if you click on the link I provide in the show notes, you'll watch a very brief scene of him towards the end. How pleasant. So Adam West, uh, uh, he shows up in the movie uh, 45 minutes in and of an 82-minute movie. But Angela, more importantly, this was shot in Montreal. So the hilarious thing is there, the central set piece is a, a like a drive-in ice cream parlor that is still there on Guay Boulevard in the west end of the city. So yeah, Zombie Nightmare, 1987. Uh, Click on the link and go listen to the... Uh, well, go watch it because... Uh, yeah. 
uh, it's uh, it's very strange. Adam West is a sight to And of course, this is like his weird mid to late 80s. He's He does like a, a couple of horror movies. Yeah, like I mentioned before, he only shows up 45 minutes in and he plays a cop. Huge surprise there. Uh, next on deck, I need to uh, rewatch the 2018 version of Halloween because I'm going to see Halloween Kills uh, Thursday the 21st, I think. Please hold while I pull up a calendar because all days, once again, are meaningless due to my smooth jelly brain. I, yeah, I did. Well, I watched the, the the latest Halloween with, uh, what's, what's her name? Jamie Lee Curtis? The, no, no, but what's her character's name? Lori something? Yeah, Lori Strober. Yeah. So she's back and uh, she's she's basically turned into Linda Hamilton from The Terminator. Correct. Uh, also, uh, her daughter, Judy Greer. Yeah, that was, that was an interesting casting. I like yeah. Judy Greer. She's she's usually really funny. Yeah. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to Halloween Kills. I uh, And I know that like uh, it is a trilogy, right? So I, I'm more, uh, expecting more of an Empire Strikes Back set up. You know, things get worse before they get better situation. Yeah, because I th- like, don't, doesn't Michael Myers die every episode, like every episode, oh, every movie? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Every single time he's defeated somehow. <sighs> but I can't wait. I am such a slave to the Halloween franchise that I love it a little too much. I've also recently been making my way through You're the, a John Carpenter fan. Oh too, yeah. Right? Hugely. So I have multiple books of his. I've seen him live. I have his music on vinyl. I have most of his, his uh, filmography on Blu-ray. I think at this point, yeah, his music is fantastic. Yeah, well, if you're into the synths and uh, cinematic scores, he is your man. I've also um, been making my way through the Invasion of the Body Snatchers series. So I watched the uh, the 56 version, the 78 version, and then the aptly named just Body Snatchers from 93, the Abel Ferrer movie. Abel Ferreira, uh, best known as the man behind King of New York, and also a movie I wish you would watch with your kids called Bad Lieutenant. Um, but now I just have 2007's The Invasion, which is obviously probably like the splashiest one of all when you look at the cast. So I got to do that. Also, uh, the... Uh, a new Chucky show just launched. And so I want to go watch the first episode and see what it's like. Did you watch the remake? Yes. Of uh, D- Child's love Play it. with, uh, no, no, you didn't. No, I think I'm a sucker for anything. Aubrey Plaza's in, and I find it really charming and funny, but it, it just, it, it felt okay. too much to me. Like, so I have to like detach myself of when I'm watching movies with her. And I still am uh, in the process of doing that. Something a little more kookier, Angelo is a movie called evil tunes from 1992, which is Fred Olin Ray. Say that five times fast. And basically it is a, <laughs> it sounds, it sounds like pig Latin. Actually. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but it's like a spoof of like haunted house films. So basically in the first scene, uh, David Carradine hangs himself, uh, which is, very weird when you think about how he passed, unfortunately. And so what happens is that um, old school character actor Dick Miller uh, hires young women to go clean and paint houses. And once they do, they find the demonic book that David Carradine has in the um, in the intro and an evil living cartoon comes out and uh, attacks people. And it's it's a very weird movie. Very, very on the nose. And of course, if you know who Fred Olin Ray is, uh, kudos to him because he is the one who lent Quentin Tarantino a 60 millimeter film to start making his shorts. Oh, it sort of sounds like a weird uh, alternate universe of uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead, but also like the idea behind like framing Roger Rabbit just done exceedingly cheaply. I also, uh, uh, have you heard of the movie Malignant, Angelo? The name sounds familiar. Okay, so it was in theaters a little while ago. I started watching the first 20 minutes of it, uh, got to a point about a month ago, and then like every time I'm returning, I get busy doing something else. But apparently it's just an insane, crazy movie that I'm very, very excited to go watch. I know that's another one of those that you should go watch with your kid. My last thing I'm going to suggest here on this very Halloweenerific episode of Double Density is an album that came out on October 15th. It is a sequel. 
It's called Welcome to Horrorwood, The Silver Scream 2 by the band Ice Nine Kills. So essentially every single band um, song on there is based on a different movie, except for the intro track and the first proper track, which are just about the fact that it is a, a sequel. Um, the first single, Hip to Be Square, uh, makes fun of American Psycho and uh, very, very enjoyable and also has a lot of very interesting, interesting, interesting um, uh, guest stars, including Corpse Grinder from the band Cannibal Corpse. You made me watch the video of that. I did, right? yeah. When it came out in July, I think, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm very Not excited. to watch with children either. Uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of blood in that one. But uh, they put out a bunch of videos. They did Assault and Batteries, which is um, a child's play. Uh, they recently put out um, a video based, and it was a song based around Pet Cemetery, uh, which is very, very interesting. And uh, in theory, I'm supposed to go see them December 3rd. Uh, here in Montreal. But who knows? Who knows? I'm very excited by the prospect of seeing these things. If it doesn't happen, I think my brain will become even smoother and more jelly-like. Yeah, as long as you have your vaccine passport, Brian. Well, of course I do. Fine. You know me. I'm 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 all vaxxed up. Uh, I'm not buying fake ones. Intricately making your own uh, QR code. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking screenshots and things like that. Um, praying that no one figures out that I'm trying to fool them for my unvaccinated status, which of course is not the case. In the least, Angelo, uh, we kind of reached the end of the episode. A couple of things. Firstly, I think people should leave us reviews on iTunes, right? That should help. Or like Apple Podcasts is what they call it now. I uh, Yeah, I haven't been there in a long time. Have we ever received a review? No, Do we receive no, no one cares about us. It's Angelo. been a long time. I'm quitting. Goodbye, friend. Oh. Bye. Uh, this has been it for episode, the last episode of Double Density. Yeah. Uh, no. starring we friends. joke. Or do we? We're not sure. This might be the sequel we're setting ourselves up for. Uh, with that in mind, I'd love if someone left a review, right? That would be a great Halloween dream and a Halloween wish for both of us. I recently yeah. wrote a blog post uh, up on the Double Density website, doubledensity.net, all about GeoCities. And, uh, yeah, go to uh, doubledensity.net and read it. It's very good. Uh, yeah, basically, I just I think I snapped recently when I was thinking about um, Double Density and uh, GeoCities. That was our original uh, website, right? <laughs> yeah, we're so old that we definitely, yeah. All of these reviews are all three or four years old, so go ahead and leave us a review if like yeah please we'd love to do uh to read that um get us trending on the viral uh, snaps yeah so go ahead geocities.com uh, slash double density podcast <laughs> yeah uh, i'm sure it'll work and uh as i've just mentioned you can visit our website double density.net to find out all about us read a recent blog post to find all the w- different platforms in which you can get subscribed to us and also over uh on twitter double underscore density i've mentioned a couple times here hot takes about ted lasso let me hear them uh double density podcast over on instagram so angelo this is it this is the end of episode 177 i have to ask you before we drop out ideal halloween costume this year what would you dress up as chucky Oh, I can just to celebrate the new show. I can hook you up. I was at uh, there's a spirit Halloween outlet, um, kind of like close to you, but also close to me, and uh, they have uh, uh, female Chucky costumes, like sexy Chucky costumes, like branded, like licensed. If you want. Well, we went last Saturday to uh, the Halloween costume store near here because the kids wanted their Halloween costumes. My daughter uh, relentlessly looked for a. Um, Weeping Angels costume. Oh, like a Doctor Who? Yeah, but it's so obscure that she obviously... She has to make her own now. Yeah, so because the angel costumes are way too white, like she needs it to be gray, and she she decided to dress up as like a a strange witch, so it's fine. And my son is going to be Link. So, okay, and then you want to dress up as like sexy Chucky? Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Perfect. I would. I I was at the dollar store today and I saw a Squid Hat and my wife was like, maybe you should just buy the Squid Hat. Squid and Games. Then, yeah, and then just hold up uh, like a board game, just be like your Squid Game. And I'm like, that's yeah, perfect. I don't mind that. That's a very low effort costume I can get into. Yeah, it's like serial killer. And with that, since we've put the idea of sexy Chucky Angelo uh, into people's brains, I'm gonna go ahead and call it quits for episode 177 of the Double Density Podcast. So that is it. That is all, and we shall see you soon somewhere on the internet.